So I'm going to call this blog Personal Path. It's about how St. John Paul II can give us some clarity for a way forward uh, in the aftermath of uh, Pope Francis' uh, view of blessing, same-sex, etc. So St. John Paul II can be our help, and I'm going to be talking a bit about that. Uh, two groups tend to protest the way that we at DSM and Living Waters help people to heal from sexual identity confusion. Uh, the first group that has come often to protest us at conferences uh, are those who are just offended that we would even consider linking LGBTQ people with Jesus in the church, which is, of course, what we're all about welcoming people uh, so that they can be transformed. They might carry placards and be screaming things like God made Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve, uh, very harsh and not very clever. And the other group that would come would be pro-LGBTQ people who feel that we're very cruel and unjust. And they might be yelling something uh, at their counterparts, we're here, God made us queer, etc. Uh, and what we want to do is to gather people together in Jesus' name to discover something deeper than these defensive words. And our faith, our belief, is that people are most alive when we're being true, true to God, true to our loved ones, true to our most authentic selves. We owe that clarity of what our true and authentic self is to what philosophers call metaphysics or natural law, how things are, including God's design for our human nature, made in his image as male and female. St. Paul refers to that law as written on our hearts, as in Romans 2.15, what we can't not know the truth that is inscribed in us. But this truth can be hard to get at. Our truth may be obscured by layers of hurt and hunger, unmet needs, confusion, pride, and finally, hardness of heart. Some of that can be attributed to sin so deep and subtle that we call it original sin, sin that is at our roots. We're not even aware that it's operative but it is. We need nothing less than divine help to quicken and clarify what is most true about us. Bring on inspired Jesus people who accompany us to the truth of our deepest selves. That discovery can take a lot of time with unexpected stops and starts. It's helpful to note that we are encountering more than just our own personal sins. We face blocks to normal functioning that are sourced in sin and disorder that's other than our own. Such a process draws from a form of modern philosophy called personalism. The latter pertains to one's unique experience, his or her psychology, and his or her spiritual movement and growth. Though we share universal human truth, each of us as human beings is unrepeatable, distinct in our own personhood and responsible 
for becoming the truth of who we are. This is where John Paul II comes in. And of course, beyond all, I mean, he was a beautiful pastor and so many things, but his training, and you could say his point of view, was in philosophy. And he liked personalism. He fought hard to distill the best of this uniquely modern approach to philosophy, unlike many Christian philosophers, especially Orthodox ones, who saw it as a threat. To St. John Paul, each person, however complex, can act to realize what is most authentic about him or herself. Failure to act according to conscience can contribute to part of what we might call a false self. I quote now from his watershed philosophical work, Person and Act. Every human act has consequences. The person must answer for it and is responsible for it. If we diminish responsibility in this regard, we diminish personality. Though each of us is subject to brokenness, yours, mine, ours, we are also endowed with freedom to overcome mere fatalism, mere victimhood, and to continue to grow to become who we are, regardless of the obstacles that we face, some of which we had no control over. Unblocking personal channels of life and love requires guides who have goals, a destination that corresponds with the truth of who we are. Equally important are both helpers and receivers who are cultivating patience and openness on this pathway to wholeness. So, if there's unexpected twists and turns, then we need to be patient and also open to looking at what is the meaning of this? Jesus and friend, how can I make sense of what I'm experiencing in a way that will contribute to my becoming, not to my dormancy or going sideways? Pope Francis has highlighted accompaniment for all of us, and I value that. He encourages us all to do our part in loving people as they are, what their starting point is, and to not impose a host of conditions on someone who just needs an accepting Jesus person to walk with him or her. In this way, we can say Francis' emphasis on accompaniment is personalism extraordinaire. He does a great job in the starting of the journey. My struggle is his lack of clarity in guiding people with sexual identity issues towards a goal that lines up with natural law, with this law written on our hearts. He mercifully dropped the Adam and Eve placard. Adam and Eve, you know, Adam and Steve, I'm grateful. But no more helpful here is the Pope extending hands to bless Adam and Steve. Same-sex friends in sin need more than a blessing. If they want to be holy and happy, they need help to realize truthful integrity. Francis' loss of truth here hurts. It's an easier way, but it's not better for the well-being of people. 
I feel the same about Christians who concede to a homosexual nature and gay identification, who form homo-emotional or romantic bonds, and then audaciously boast of orthodoxy because they try not to have gay sex. Wow, that's not integration. A deeper truth about this law written on our hearts, about the real self, is lost in that equation, as is the patience and the openness needed for the pathway of realizing our true selves, and in this case, our true selves made in God's image as male and female. I believe St. John Paul II really helps us here. His philosophical genius lies in anchoring the truth of natural law with a personalist process that considers all of our very unique starting points and the timeline for achieving this, while rooting humanity in the beauty of, of man for woman and woman for man, John Paul honors a person's unique history and experience, spirituality, and need for inspired help in realizing one's truest self. He exempts no one from responsibility, yet his writings guide us to Jesus, who invites us into a real lived experience of integrity. That integrity confirms our human nature while inspiring hard-won freedom to love other people better for the good of everyone. It's the hard way, not the easy way. We're capable of and deserve nothing less. Thanks for listening.